Your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Blue Jackets fans, happy Wednesday. Welcome to Lockdown Blue Jackets. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing collection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Lockdown sent you. So today we've got uh, another crossover episode. Uh, someone you might not expect. Uh, we've got Hunter Hodes of Locked On Penguins here to have a little bit of a uh, rivalry showdown, a little bit of uh, re-familiarizing ourselves with the Penguins. Even though we hate them, we should probably, you know, know your enemy, as as they say. Uh, and we also talk a little bit about the uh, Locked On NHL Top 50 Players that is airing as of today. Uh, we had some notable snubs from the Blue Jackets and the Penguins, so we talk a little bit about that to start off with, so I'll uh, I'll just jump right into it. So, because there's not an awful lot going on in Blue Jackets land right now, I thought it might be fun to uh, invite somebody new onto the podcast, someone that we haven't really had cause to, to talk too much on account of uh, his team being the worst team of all the teams, um, but we've got Hunter Hodes of Lockdown Penguins here today, uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about the NHL Top 50 Players poll that Lockdown is doing. Uh, there's a couple of notable snubs that we were uh, individually pretty mad about, and I figured we would also have some some fun rivalry talk because we haven't played the Penguins in what feels like a million years. So, uh, I mean, let's let's start off with the the NHL top fifty list. Like, I was legitimately surprised to find uh, Malkin solo on that list. Yeah, it's kind of um, stupid. Um, well, first off, I should say, you know, thank you for having me on, Jay. I really appreciate it. You know, I, it has been a while since um, these two teams, and I think these two fan bases have, you know, gone out on each, with each other on the social medias a little bit. Just, of course, you know, we didn't get they, the two teams didn't play uh, last year due to the uh, realignment. But, you know, ever, whenever, you know, those two teams play, it, it's always fun just because, you know, the Columbus and everyone up there, they always they see Pittsburgh as their biggest rival. And, you know, it's obviously – you know, they're only three hours away from Pittsburgh, but then, you know, uh, Penguins fans kind of just see it as like a big brother, little brother thing um, just because, you know, the Jackets have lost them both times in the playoffs. And that, you know, a lot of times when Pittsburgh goes to Columbus, a lot of just, the, the, I think the I think a lot of Penguins fans will make the drive there just because you can basically do it um, in one night. But um, as for the top 50 thing, yeah, man, it is a bit weird. I did have my video come out earlier today um on my twitter page and the locked on penguins twitter page uh, i never really understood why evgeny malkin is not on that list um i wish i could say i was surprised but i guess i'm not just because remember about a few years ago when the nhl did that top 100 uh list of all time during their 100th season evgeny malkin was left off that too which was you know a lot i think more controversial um than this but uh one bad season from gino should not take away from what he's done throughout his career um just before this season when he um before he got hurt, excuse me, had 74 points in 55 games in 2019-20, was one of their best players. Um, I thought played fine in the bubble. Um, but then for him to go from that to 
what happened this year. And it was only because he screwed up his knee. Remember he played on a torn MCL in the playoffs and was a point per game player. Um, he actually um, looked ridiculously good um, in the playoffs while playing on that very um, bum knee. And, you know, before he got hurt, he was honestly really starting to turn around his season. He was playing the best hockey. I thought um, those three to four weeks prior to really screwing up his knee a little bit. And then remember came back towards the late stages of the regular season um, and then kind of re-injured it a little bit, I guess. Actually, I think it was in the final game um, of the regular season, but you know, there, there are some players on here. I'm not going to tease who's on here. You know, you, you all have to see it for yourselves, especially um, the locked on penguins listeners, but uh, there are definitely some players on here uh, who do not hold a prayer to what Evgeny Malkin can still bring on a nightly basis. Yeah, for sure. And like, as, as someone who's been following the Blue Jackets for a while now, like, yeah, Sydney, I think Sidney Crosby obviously is still, I think, a top three player in this league. Um, mm-hmm. I think, you know, there's, there's no debate there, but like Evgeny Malkin, like just watching that guy play is incredible. Like he, I, I don't know what it is about him. I, I don't think he's, he's, Obviously not as good as Crosby. He's I don't think he he's not that pure goal scorer like Ovechkin, but he seems to kind of hit that that sweet spot right in between those two players. I feel like, and just every time he's on the ice, I kind of have that oh no feeling. Um, he feels like he's one of those players that every single time he goes out on the ice, I'm like oh he's got to score here. Um, it's a very kind of like a, a Nate McKinnon type player of he just kind of seems to do what he wants on the ice and there's not really much that anyone else can do about it. So like, I wonder if it's partially that he has kind of spent his entire career playing behind Crosby because on, I think literally any other team except maybe Edmonton, he would be that number one center, like without a doubt. Um, So I wonder like how much that has influenced kind of how people feel about his career. But yeah, in my mind, like he's a probably a top 10 center in this league easy you know and so to find out that he not only was like one of the snubs but was also I think 60th out of the out of the 75 players that that we ended up ranking just bonkers absolutely bananas like it makes no sense it it does not make any sense at all you know I think it's you know I'm not gonna you know throw hands with you know any of the hosts on here you know that's that's not what we're here for um, I just will say, you know, I think some people, um, I, I don't know, I, I don't know everyone's ballot. You know, I, I only think I saw one other person's ballot. Um, but I think some people that left him off um, their list, they need to, you know, maybe watch more than two or three Penguins games a season and see what this guy does on a nightly basis, just like I do, just like everyone that listens to the Locked On Penguins podcast, and of course, everyone on Penguins Twitter and, and the media people. Um, I would agree with you. He has a top 10 center league-wide he's one of the five best players of this generation I, I i would love for people to name five better players than Evgeny malkin from this generation of players who have played you you, you really cannot i mean okay sid mcdavid mcdavid is going to be up there once he plays a bit more i mean he probably is already there right now but you know kane taves i mean i i, I, I would put malkin over taves uh, for sure oh 100 then, then you would have ovechkin and i think that's probably your five um right there coming up in a minute i've got more of my conversation with hunter but first i've got to tell you about rockauto.com 
With ever increasing number of makes and models of cars, it's basically impossible for you to go to your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why would you endure pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? Wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer. They choose the brand that their warehouse happens to carry, the brand that makes them the most commission. You've got to wait for them to order it in. You've got to go back. You've got to pay for the labor. You've got to leave your car there. It's a whole ordeal. Instead, why don't you just stay at home where you have computers with access to rockauto.com and you can save time and money. RockAuto.com is a family business. They've been serving DIYers for over 20 years and prices are reliably low for every customer, regardless if you are a do-it-yourselfer or a professional. They have everything you could need from brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, uh, even things like new carpet. If you can put it on or in your car or truck, RockAuto.com probably stocks it. So go explore their easy website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? They know we sent you amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. It's just, again, you know, man, like one bad season should not just say, oh, you know, you're not a top 50 player anymore. And I get what a lot of these lists are. They're to drive reaction. They're to grow the network. Um, but, you know, he is better than a lot of players on a lot of different, I think I'm trying, what I think I'm trying to say is, you know, you have some teams that have all their players on there that are not better than Evgeny Malkin. And, you know, some of, some of those players that are on some of those teams got on the list over him, which is just, it's, it's crazy to me. So um, I'm not, it's not something I'm going to lose sleep over, but again, man, I really do wish people would watch Evgeny Malkin on a nightly basis because he really is that pure, power forward type i really do think if he was on his own team which you know that's not going to happen anyway um i think people would appreciate him a lot more just because you know even when sid is out um he's still eating up those tough matchups you know sure he's getting um basically the scraps after what sid gets because he obviously is the main focus for a lot of teams but you know gino is still crushing his minutes right after that and even again again like i said when sid missed that part of the season um, due to that hernia, uh, Gino was well over a point per game. I think he had, I think it was like 1.3 points per game or something like that. I'll have to check the overall numbers, but I mean, he took that competition that Sid gets uh, to the woodshed and showed that he is still one of the best players in hockey. I mean, this guy's had a 50 goal season. He's won three cups. Uh, he's won a, a, an Art Ross. He's won a Hart. Uh, he has a Calder. He has a con Smythe. Should have, honestly, you can make the argument he could have two con Smythes. Um, that 2017 run, uh, you could have given it to Sid or Gino. No one really would have batted, batted an eye. Um, but yeah, man, I, I think I, it's basically my rant um, on Evgeny Malkin. I, I guess to sum it up, I really wish people would watch him more and appreciate what he's done, not just for the Penguins, but for the league as a whole, because he's one of the five best Russian players also to ever play in the NHL. And you can make the argument that he is arguably the greatest Russian player of all time. Yeah, hundred percent. Like we talked about this a little bit um, just before recording of, you know, it's, it was a weird season all around, obviously, you know, the, we only played what seven other teams like this mm-hmm. entire, this entire season. And I personally am thrilled that I won't have to play Tampa eight times this season. I'm really excited that I won't have to pay attention to the Dallas stars anymore. Um, but like, even so it feels, it feels very much like 
it was a weirdly insular season. So I do wonder if kind of that has something to do with it of only maybe seven or eight hosts actually watch the Penguins play this season um, because of, because of COVID. But even so, like it's, I don't know, it, it makes, it makes no sense to me. And again, like I, we, I said, just uh, off mic as someone who has been following the blue jackets, you know, I, I am intimately familiar with, people not paying attention to them and just assuming that they're bad because no one cares about the blue jackets. Um, and I feel like the penguins, it, it feels, it feels weird. Uh, the penguins are always a really weird team to me because like I am super aware of them all the time because we play in that division and, you know, but probably it's probably the closest thing that the blue jackets have to a rivalry. Um, even though I don't think we're on quite the same level uh, no. skill wise. Um, there was a, a point a couple of seasons ago where you could argue that we were kind of a little bit more even, but like right now, I think the, the Penguins are head and, t- head and shoulders above the Blue Jackets in terms of skill. But the Penguins are only, what, three, four seasons removed from winning back-to-back Cups? And it feels very much like those four years, that's been a very long four years in terms of like the general, uh, the general kind of... Uh, not appreciation, but like, it feels like people have already forgotten that a little bit. And they're like, oh yeah, the Penguins, they exist, I guess. You know, they're not Toronto, they're not Chicago, which for some reason still gets a ton of, a ton of media attention and fan attention, despite being terrible for the past few seasons. Um, The Penguins have kind of slipped between the gaps a little bit and gone from being this kind of, seen as this dominant powerhouse team to oh yeah they they're still here i guess yeah and you know just to go back a little bit you brought up a great point you know um with this realignment from this past season you know i you, you said it best only probably seven to eight hosts you know really saw what evgeny malkin or you know other players that didn't make it you know brought to the table um as the other hosts you know they were probably focusing on you know their division because that's all they were playing that's that season i actually you know did not even really think about that going into this um but then you know they also could have just done this after um this season coming up because we're back to the 82 games there's no more stupid canadian division um everyone is playing each other um at least two or three times division games, it'll be four to five. I, I think that would have been a better time to do it to really get a gauge uh, of who the top players are and, you know, to see um, how they do against every team in the league, uh, not just seven to eight. I, I really do uh, uh, like that point there, but yeah, man. I mean, and also, you know, just, just to talk about like the, the, the blue jackets, excuse me for a second. Um, I, I did see obviously on the list. I, I don't know if anyone knows this, um, Zach Wierenski uh, did not get on it. You know, I, I, I'm a much bigger Wierenski fan over someone such as Seth Jones. Um, I've always said on my podcast, uh, Jay, I'm sorry to say this for, you know, the Blue Jackets, <laughs> everyone that I think Seth Jones is wildly overrated uh, from a lot of h- hot people who cover the sport just because I don't, his numbers don't line up with how people talk about him, but Zach Wierenski's due. And, you know, maybe his contract is a bit much. I mean, nine and a half, nine something million for him is definitely more than what I would have given him, but I still think he's one of the top 50 best players in the league. Um, and to have him off the list and a couple other of these players on there, um, it, it's definitely a bit weird to say the least. And also, um, 
I also don't think Patrick Lane gone on it either. Um, sure, he's kind of had a couple down years, um, but this is still one of the best pure goal scorers in hockey. And if he gets back to that level this season, um, even though the Jackets probably aren't going to be that good, um, you know, I think he's going to be making a lot of uh, the hosts here look a little bit silly, I would say. Yeah, I mean, so the with, with the Line A thing, yeah, I, I, I understand why he was left off. I mean, A, he played in Winnipeg for most of his career uh, and then moved to the Blue Jackets. Um, had kind of a down season. I think he was uh, he was injured when he arrived in Columbus. Obviously, you know, that was a whole thing. So being injured and being traded and the whole, you know, global pandemic thing, you know, I'm willing to give him a little bit of leeway. I think when we... When we start back up again, I would be surprised if he is not stapled to Jake Voracek's side. Obviously, you know, as as a Penguin fan, you've watched mm-hmm. Jake Voracek for for many years on the Flyers, and I think he he could be uh, a really great uh, addition to kind of helping Line get back to that potential 40-50 goal scorer that that we think he can be coming up in a minute i've got a little bit more of my conversation with hunter but first i've got to tell you about built bar because available today only with built bar is uh apple almond crisp flavor which if you haven't tried it is phenomenal built bar has a bunch of regular flavors but every so often they have these special flavors uh, they just recently had grasshopper cookie they had rocky road and apple almond crisp is uh, definitely a top five all-time built bar flavor if you're not feeling like apple almond crisp then they've got coconut they've got raspberry they've got mint brownie that's my personal favorite they've got cookies and cream and if you haven't tried all the flavors you can get a mix box which is where you'll get two of each of the nine regular flavors you can pick a favorite and go from there and only built bar flavors the best tasting that are good for you as well they're high in protein low in carbs, low in sugar, amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. So here's the best bit. You go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, for 15% off at built.com. And why don't you use some of the money that you save at Built Bar to do a little investing at betonline.ag. Football season is uh, starting back up again, and as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. You can get all the updated odds, props, and contests at Bet Online. And if you sign up today using promo code LOCKED ON, all one word, you will get a 100% welcome bonus. That means if you put $100 in, they will give you an extra $100 on top of that. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports, from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Once again, that promo code is locked on, all one word, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Um, in terms of Zach Wierenski, yeah, I, I was... I was disappointed but not surprised I think is probably the best way to put it I I agree I think he is better than than Seth Jones um I've been saying on on the podcast for for a while now both before and after the trade I don't think Seth Jones is as bad as the analytics say that he is I also don't think he's as good as the the eye test says that he is I think he probably falls somewhere in the middle um that's a good way to say it Uh, I think 
which I think is true of a lot of players. I think there's, there's, I think there's very, very few players that you can look at just the analytics or just the eye test and say this player is good or bad. Um, if only because a lot of players, you know, and Seth Jones especially, like some of the the things that he does well are the things that you can't really quantify with advanced stats yet. So you know, his transition play I think is his real strength, and it's not something that is super uh, readily available in terms of advanced stats. So like as advanced stats advance so to speak um i think his his numbers will get better but yeah people people talking about him like he's you know a norris caliber defenseman year in year out i think is is way off um and so like i i was annoyed to see him go i think but the return we got was super great and you know like i don't know if him leaving had any effect on warenski's willingness to sign that long-term contract but having a guy like warenski locked up for six years and yeah nine i think it's 9.538 so just a little bit above what seth jones is making um if we have to pay that much money to keep a guy like Warinski around who is our, you know, de facto number one defenseman and probably will be for a, a number of years now. Like I'm okay with paying a little bit extra to a guy like Warinski if it means he sticks around, because like, if you look at the, the blue jackets in general, like who else are we going to pay? You know, uh, Voracek's making seven, Line's making seven and a half. Mm. Uh, I believe those are the only three players that are making over 5 million this season yeah and when you have a lot of cap space i think man like you, you gotta like show your fan base and everyone that follows a team that hey you know we can we can pay up uh to keep one of our young players long term again i would not have signed zach Wierenski to that contract um nine and a half million is definitely too rich for him but you know i really think the organization wanted to show the fan base and you know everyone again that follows them that hey you know we, we're, we're going to keep this guy i know we've uh, traded and lost a lot of players these last few years but we don't want to lose this player because we really like what he can do uh long term with this organization and you know i think at some point um jay you, your your team has to show that they can at least keep one of your franchise <laughs> players, so to speak, just because of how many um, I've lost. I mean, you know, I, I, I'm just switching sports a little bit. You know, I'm a Nationals fan, so I'll, I've seen a lot of my really good franchise players walk. I'm hoping that's not going to be the case with someone such as Juan Soto, who's up in a few years. Um, you have to show your fans that you have what it takes to um, keep someone long-term and then hopefully build around him uh, to make your next contender. So um, I get the reasoning for it. Um, it was just, you know, a bit too rich, but, you know, I, I'm sure the Blue Jackets, they have plenty of cap space to spend with how many players have left recently. And then, you know, they also, you, you also brought it up. They brought in Jake Voracek. That was a trade that I did not see coming from both sides. It's going to be weird to see him um, back there. If I recall correctly, he was drafted by the Blue Jackets, was he not? Yes, he was. He was, so he was actually, um, and this will this will tie in neatly to, to another player that I'm sure we'll talk about in a minute. He was uh, who we traded for Jeff Carter back in, yeah, back in 2012. So <laughs> it'll be, it'll be interesting to see that, uh, that unfold. Yeah. It, it's going to be nice to see him back in, in Union Blue. I, again, he, he is a player who I think is probably on a, a contract that is slightly too big for him, but I, I'm a big Voracek fan. I think he's a phenomenal 
player. I think he's a phenomenal playmaker. And if we can, you know, basically just attach him to line A and put literally anyone in the middle of that, you know, like you, I think you could probably put me on the ice in the middle of that and we will probably get some pretty decent results because all we need, all of our, all Varchek needs is someone to pass to and all line A needs is someone to pass to him. So I think if we can get those two guys, you know, going, I think that could that could be the the making or the breaking of the Blue Jackets season, I think, is is how that that duo uh is that how that duo responds. Yeah, I think Voracek, you know, the writing was definitely on the wall for him in Philadelphia. I think he'd been wanting to move away from the Flyers for a couple of years now. Um, didn't have the best season this past year, if I recall correctly, but, you know, a change of scenery, scenery excuse me, um, I, I'm sure could do wonders for him, even though, like I said, you know, the team is obviously not going to be that good, but, you know, with not a lot of high expectations, I think he could flourish. Um, and then, you know, the other way you send Cam Atkinson in case um, some Penguins fans forgot, uh, he was kind of a, a little bit of a Penguin killer at times. I always thought that he was probably one of the more underrated goal scorers in the league. If I recall correctly, he had that 40 goal season just a couple years ago and was always that consistent 25 to 30 goal score before this past year where um, he definitely fell off a little bit. But um, was that due to injuries or just him uh, not fitting in with what John Tortorella was saying? Yeah, I think he he kind of fell to the what kind of plagued most of the Blue Jackets this season, which was uh, not necessarily bad coaching from Tortorella. Um, I think I've always liked Tortorella's systems themselves. Uh, my issue with Tortorella has always been um, that if something isn't working, he will switch it up immediately. So like if four shifts into the game, something hasn't happened, he's like, right, I'm just going to send you, you and you out there. And so I think the problem with Cam Atkinson this season was lack of consistency in his line mates. Um, which is, again, I think something that I just talked about this with uh, Laura Saba of Lockdown Canadians, actually. I think it was something that uh, Max Domi struggled with this season is he didn't really have a solid place in the lineup. And so he didn't get a chance to develop that chemistry with anyone. Line A, I think, was kind of the same. Um, and so I'll be interested to see how he uh, how he responds to that in Philadelphia with a different coach that maybe is a little bit happier to just kind of put him on in that top six and just kind of leave him because yeah like you say I I'm a big Cam Atkinson fan I always have been um he had 40 I want to say 43 goals two seasons ago which is just that's so many goals um but yeah he kind of has fallen off the past couple of seasons uh he's getting older he's 30 I want to say 32 at the minute so you know he is he is kind of getting to that that part of his career where he is going to decline but yeah I think probably a little bit a little bit of of aging uh, a little bit of the fact that no one in the Blue Jackets knows how to score ever and uh, John Tortorella's the weird lineup decisions is probably is uh, probably what what was most wrong with Atkinson this season that's about all I have for today here at Locked On Blue Jackets, uh, we will be back tomorrow with more conversation uh, with Hunter about Penguins versus Blue Jackets and the uh, storied and sometimes aggressive history between the teams, uh, which is very exciting. Uh, I had a lot of fun talking to Hunter, even though he's the enemy. So make sure you tune in for that. I have been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find this podcast at LO underscore Blue Jackets. And if you have comments, questions, criticism, you can email me at lockdownbluejackets at gmail.com.
www.thepodcastmaker.com. Until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.